welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week we read Parashat Nitzavim, and Parashat Nitzavim is read every year on the Shabbat before Rosh Hashanah. So actually, this is our last class of the year 5,781. And um, in, in this week's Torah portion, at the end of the parasha, there is a verse that says, for these commandments that I'm commanding you today, they are not concealed from you, nor are they far away. They are not in the heavens that you would then say, oh, who will go up to the heavens and fetch them for us? and impart them to us so that we may do them. Nor are they across the sea, that you would then say, who will cross the sea and fetch them for us and impart them to us so that we may do them? This thing, however, is very near to you for you to carry out with your mouth and with your heart. So this famous pasuk, this famous pasuk really takes two chapters in Rabbi Schneer Salman of Liadi's book, Tetania, chapter 17 and chapter 18, where he talks at length of what this verse means. What is Hashem imparting to us? And we see that the last parashas are uh, Moshe Rabbeinu reminding us <clears throat> about all the mitzvot that we have to keep that in order to be able to serve Hashem, to be able to live as the people that we're supposed to be, and there's one after the other, and what will happen if we follow them, and what will happen if we don't follow them. And then at the end, Hashem is telling us through the Torah, like, don't worry, this thing is very close to you. It's very near to you, for you to carry out with your mouth and with your heart. So what does this mitzvah mean? What is this commandment that is given to us, uh, that is not distant to us? And on the surface, we see that in your heart is in your emotions, and in your deeds is in your actions. So Hashem is telling us, like, you can come to love Hashem. You can come to love my Torah. So you can do it. So you can do it. It's not so far-fetched. What I'm asking from you is not so crazy. It's not so hard. It's not that you have to go all over the world to see how you're going to fulfill it. And so we see here that this, this new dimension taught in this verse that it's very close even to our hearts. As explained in the Tanya, it is very close for every person to reach the love of God. The saying Hashem is saying here is like, you know, it's not so hard to love me. It's not I'm not asking from you something that it's impossible. I'm asking you, I'm telling you that it's within you, that you don't even have to go and look for the love of God. It's something that is innate. We inherited love of God from Abraham, Isaac, and Yaakov. It's in the recesses of our heart. It maybe can be um, buried very deep. It can be very dusted. But at the end of the day, to love Hashem is not something that we have to learn to do. It's not something even that is not in, in, in us and we have to create. The love of Hashem is something that is inherited. It's in our DNA. It's there. It's, 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 we just have to unearth it and we just have to reveal it. That's all that the, 
that Hashem is asking from us because it's there, it's in it, it's something that He gives it to us. And so He says, as, as explained in the Tanya, it is very close for every person to reach the love of God, for there is a natural love of God hidden in the heart of all Jews, which is an inheritance from Abraham, Isaac, and Yaakov. So here, uh, one of the Sihas of the Lubavitch Rebbe explains that uh, this explanation is insufficient because, as you know, it's not so easy to fulfill the Torah. It's not so, it's saying it's easy, it's in, your, it's, it's in you, it's not so hard. I'm not asking from you something that is impossible. But when it comes to, to practice, for, for us, it's not so easy, it, it's hard. Why is, is it hard? And so we see that there's another dimension of ourselves, which is an instinctive, it's an animalistic in, uh, dimension of us, it's an animal soul that's within us, which is egocentric, which wants pleasure, which wants only to have fun in the world. So obviously, if a person is connected to this part of himself, then to come to love Hashem and do what He's commanding us to do becomes almost impossible. So what we see here, it, it says, indeed the fact that the verse mentions your mouth before your heart indicates that there is a new dimension, but also not only in regard to your heart, but also with regard with your mouth that you should do it. So we see that our emotions and our actions are very much connected. You know, the, the garments of the soul are thought, speech, and action. And what you think usually is what you're gonna say, and what you say is usually what you're gonna feel. So they're connected. And so it is possible to say that it's impossible to, 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 to in thought, speech, and action, be able to fulfill the mitzvot uh, all of them in this way. But then the Alter Rebbe writes in his Tanya, based on the verse, rather the matter is very close to you in your mouth and in your heart to do it, to thoroughly explain how it is very close through a long, short path with God's help. So there's a story, there's a story that our sages teach us from, uh, from the Talmud of Rabbi Yehoshua, Ben Hanania, that once was traveling and he found a kid, a boy, he was sitting in a fork, in a fork, either you go right or you go left, and he was walking this path and he asked the child how to get to the city. And the child asked him, he said, do you want the long short way or do you want the short long way? And so the guy looked at the boy and says, well, I want the short long way, I want to get there fast, you know? And so this uh, Rabbi Yehoshua, he says that once he got to the city, the, he couldn't get into the city because it was full of, uh, there was an orchard and there were trees and there were bushes and there were walls and he couldn't get to the city. So he came back and, and the boy was still there and he says, why did you send me that way? He says, well, you wanted the short, long way. I gave you the short, long way. Obviously, you're gonna get there, but you're not gonna be able to go in. And then there's the long, short way, which actually takes more time. It's, you're gonna have to go this way and that way and that way. It's gonna take double the time for you to get to the city, but at the end of the day, you're gonna be able to enter the city. So at the end, the, the path, the, this, this way, this, this, um, this, um, 
this journey is gonna be short. It's not gonna become long. So, so we see here that the Rebbe implies, Rabbi Schneur Salman of Liadi, the Alter Rebbe, that this is the same with divine service. This is the same way we get to Hashem. There's a long, short way, and there's a short, long way. And so when people want an easy fix, it's gonna be at the end of the day, he's not, they're not gonna get to the destination. But when a person learns and makes a discipline in his life to do things that will connect him to Hashem, he's going to pray every morning, he's going to learn something every morning, he's going to keep mitzvahs every day, every day he's going to add one more mitzvah, or he's going to, a person that's growing, he's going to be doing every day a little more, a little more, a little more. Maybe it's going to take him 20 years to be able to get to the city, but at the end of the day, the day that he gets to the city, he doesn't have to go uh, again, go back and go another way till he gets to the city. So we see here that, um, that this is the two ways to get to Hashem, and to explain this better, there is an inherent natural love for God, which we said before, that is an inheritance that the Jews have from their patriarchs, and it's very close, it's easy to arouse. The love of God is not something that is so far away from us. We just have to arouse it. And he teaches through the Tanya different ways, th different mechanisms to arouse this love. So some people just by, by thinking about God, they're already full of love. Th this love comes out. Then there's people who it takes a little longer. It's not so easy to arouse this love to Hashem. So he ha they have to do a little more of work. They have to really um, dedicate themselves to contemplate the greatness of Hashem, to look at the world, to look at his creation, to learn, to learn to see the hand of God in their lives, to, to see the divine providence in their lives, to see everything that happens around them and learn and learn and learn every day more. And nevertheless, since innately this love is hidden, because it's hidden, much work and labor is required for this love to permeate the person's entire being until it affects not only his mind and his emotions, but his deeds too, every part of his being. And so until this love has permeated the entire existence of a person, he is distant from the Torah and its mitzvot. If a person hasn't been able to arouse this love within him, he's not close to Hashem. He's far away from Him. And so for there are obstacles and impediments in the way, there are things that don't allow us to get there. And, uh, and to go back to the analogy in short of the long short way, the actual distance one travels is really minimal. Nevertheless, with regard to reaching the destination and entering the city, maybe the distance is longer. Maybe we have to go through a longer road. We're not gonna get uh, the shortcut. We have to go the long way. But at the end of the day, once we enter the city, we'll see it was short because we didn't have to go back. So when a person's divine service also reaches his mouth, which is uh, alluding to the, to the speech, to do it is a, is a long, short path, for there will be no obstacles and impediments preventing him from entering the city of God. Therefore, it is only then that he is close to the observance of the Torah and mitzvot. That's why we have to verbalize 
you cannot be praying and not move your lips. To move lips means action. So when a person is praying, he has to move their lips. When a person is gonna do teshuva, he has to verbalize his teshuva. He has to say, look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this teshuva. I'm gonna change this thing that I've been doing that is not okay. Or when a person wants to ask forgiveness from someone, he has to go and, and say it with his mouth. And so it is well known that our love of God is dependent on our knowledge of Hashem. So the more you know about God, the more you learn Torah, the more you pray to Hashem, the more you are aware of God's uh, running the world and how Hashem moves the world and how things happen, the more connected you are to Hashkaha Pratis, uh, the more love you're gonna feel for Hashem. And as Rambam states, one loves God solely as an outgrowth of the knowledge with which he knows him. So the more you try to know God, because really the more you know, the more you know that you don't know. Uh, Hashem is elusive, really. We're when we think we reach the knowledge and we think we know it all, something happens and suddenly we're again in square one and we're like, what happened? I don't know anything, I don't understand. I thought I knew it, but at the end I don't. So, but this is knowledge of God. To know this is part of knowing Hashem. The more you know, the more you know that you don't know. And we see that one loves God solely as an outgrowth of the knowledge with which he knows him. And the love will be proportionate to the knowledge. So if a person has meager knowledge, his love of Hashem is gonna be meager, meager love. And if a person has abundant knowledge of Hashem, the more he knows to, uh, about God and his ways and the more he's trying to emulate him and the more mitzvot he, he does and the more he's, he's um, connected to him, the more love he's gonna have for Hashem and appreciation of him. So accordingly, we can conclude that the parallels to the concepts mentioned above with regard to divine service in your heart exist within the realm of knowledge of God and the essential love of God is very close to every person for every Jew possesses a natural love of God. So again, we know that the love is there. The love is there. You don't have to make the love. You don't have to create a love. The, the love is there. And this is so important, even if you don't feel it, to know that you have it. It's so important. Because the day you wanna feel it, you're gonna get to feel it. You're gonna do everything in your possession to be able to get to feel it. So nevertheless, labor is required to reveal this love and draw it down within all the particular dimensions of a person's potentials, including actual deed in your mouth. So yes, Hashem created a world in which there's a concept of, of he doesn't wanna give us bread of shame. He doesn't want to give us handouts. He doesn't want us to be these people that are sitting in the house waiting for the paycheck. He doesn't want that from us. He wants us to labor. He wants us to work, to earn everything in our lives. And it doesn't mean that it's gonna give you more, but it means that you're productive. You're part of a partnership with him. So the more you learn, the more love you're gonna feel. This is a, a natural, a natural cause and effect thing. So only after such labor is a person close to the Torah and its mitzvot, having traveled the long, short path, for although it is long in that it requires effort, 
and this is what it means by long is the effort it is short because he enters the city of God at the end he's gonna get to where he needs to go without any impediments or obstacles and this concept can be clarified by first explaining the idea that the knowledge of God comes either through simple faith or as an intellectual imperative so there's people who are very lucky people who just have this simple faith in Hashem and they have an they they just love they're loving people they love Hashem they love everything you know so they feel it because it's in their nature to be like this but most of us are not like this happy-go-lucky people most of us have to look like really you know we're wired differently we really have to work to love Hashem it's not that it's not there it's there but you have to work to reveal the love of Hashem because sometimes we're wired to the TV to the news to the injustices of the world and how could this happen how could God allows this to happen and we tap into this mindset and then to come to love God is very hard you come to see a God that is cruel and he's a, a God that it takes retribution and how can he do this you know so this is a person that naturally is not his inclination is not a loving inclination it's more of a gebura disciplined type of human being and then you have these people that they see the world in a rosy way everything is rosy everything is beautiful they see the good in everything and so for them naturally to love Hashem is easier so the truth of, 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 of his God being is beyond the capacity of a created being to comprehend and as the Rambam writes it is not within the capacity of the knowledge of a living man who is composite of body and soul to appreciate the truth of this matter completely instead one believes in the truth of his being so this represents the advantage of faith over intellectual research but there's a problem with only faith a person that only taps into faith and doesn't work to love Hashem the, the love that he's gonna feel towards Hashem is gonna be a love that in reality it's not gonna flourish more you know it's gonna be in a certain level and that's it but when a person is intellectually uh, intellectually um, driven to learn more about Hashem and he wants to search and he wants to learn and he wants to see and he wants to learn this and he wants to learn that and he's thirsty he wants to learn then this person is going to be able to 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 unleash a potential that that a person of faith will never come to unleash because he's going to be left there but a person that is searching is going to be able to not only love Hashem but he's going to be able to take it to a different heights so nevertheless since the knowledge of God comes as an intellectual imperative and as a result of one's own logical research it has a more internalized effect for it stems from the person's own thought and self as it were faith by contrast stems from the oneness of God that shines within one's soul so a Jew has faith even if you don't think you have faith you have faith it says our sages teach we are believers children of believers this is in, inherent in us this is a this is a inheritance we have from our patriarchs we have faith we believe in Hashem 
and, uh, and hence it can have merely an encompassing effect on a person without penetrating his thought process in the vein. Our sages comment, before breaking in, a thief calls out to God, for although the thief believes in God and therefore prays to him for success in his theft, even a thief has faith, he's praying to God that he should help him steal the bank. At that very moment, he's acting against God's commandments. So this is a paradox of a person. This is Galut. This is what a person can come to. His faith can take him to do things that are not okay. But a person who is intellectually driven and is learning and is growing and is expanding and is connecting to Hashem every day more, and every day he wants to get closer and he wants to be better, he wants to be a better person, then he's going to understand like, okay, I cannot steal the bank. This is not going to take me closer to Hashem. This is going to take me farther away from Hashem. So we see here that Hasidut teaches us that the along, as a long short path which enables on one to enter the, the city of God without any impediments comes when faith permeates a person's intellect and his mind understands and knows God in a way that reflects his faith. Similarly, this approach, approach must affect his emotions, not only with gen to generate love and fear of God in a manner commensurate with his understanding and meditation, but also his love and fear will be connected to the dimensions of God that transcends reason and logic. So a person that is working on himself every day, that he's yearning to connect to Hashem, that he has this thirst of knowledge, this thirst of connection, he is assured that he's going to get to the city of God because in the, in the work comes the, 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 the reward. The more you exert yourself, the bigger your reward. And, and, and we see here, he's talking about the love and fear of Hashem. The love, as we said, is something that comes with us. It comes with the, it's part of the gadgets of the body. It comes with us. Fear on the other hand, is something that we have to um, create. And uh, there's a lower, lower uh, way of fear, which is uh, instinctive, that comes with us. It's part of our, of our makeup. Like, you know, you're going to put the hand in the fire, and you know you're going to get burned, so you don't put your hand in the fire. But this is something that also you create. But you see a baby doesn't know that if he puts the hand in the fire, he's going to burn himself. He's going to jump into a swimming pool. He has no idea how he's going to swim. He has no fear. This is something that, that appears with time. But the fear that the Alter Reb is talking about, or that it's, it's the fear that we have to learn to generate, to, to create within ourselves, is the fear of being separate from Hashem. This is the fear it's talking about. It's not a fear of punishment that if I do this, this is going to happen to me, or if I do that, this is going to happen to me. No. Obviously, there's cause, consequence, cause, consequence. You have to know that whatever you do comes with a consequence. So you choose if you want the consequence of your, or you don't want the consequence. You're, you're willing to take it. But the fear, this higher level of fear, is a fear that the more you get to love Hashem, the more scared you are to be away from Hashem. It's like when you love someone so much, so much, you, you can't imagine your life without them. 
if you think that this person is not going to be in this world one day and you, you choke, you can't even breathe because you get this anxiety of, of thinking about your life without this person. This is the fear he's talking about, that the more we get to love God, really this fear comes from love. The more we love Hashem, the more fearful we are of doing things that will hinder our relationship with Hashem, that will severe our relationship with Hashem. So this is a long, short path of divine service. This is not something that happens from one day to the next. This is something that comes from work, comes from dedication, from discipline, from wanting to be close to God, uh, from, from refining your midot, your character traits. If you have something that needs to be corrected, you work every day very hard to correct that midot, that character trait, and you, you don't want to do anything that will take you away from Hashem. So at the end of the day, we have to know that when the Torah is talking to us that this is close to us, it's because it is close to us. And, um, and, and God willing, when Mashiach comes, it's going to be a day for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of God as the waters cover the ocean bed. And we won't be having all these, these issues of, of uh, dichotomies between what we feel and what we think and what we say. Everything's going to be aligned. What you see is what you're going to say and what you say is what you're going to do. You mean what you say, you say what you mean. This is the days when Mashiach will be here. But meanwhile, we have to know that it's close to us and it's doable. It's not something that is impossible. Hashem doesn't ask from us things that we cannot do. It would be very unfair. He doesn't ask us to do things that are impossible for us. Maybe they seem impossible, but they're not. And He wants greatness. Greatness, that's what He wants from us, greatness. This is what he expects from a Jew, to be great. We shouldn't be less than that, because we are, we are made to be great. And uh, when a Jew is not living in a great way, in a holy and majestic way, then the, the, it's, it's far away from you. You're taking a, a long, long road that it's not going to take you anywhere. So I want to wish you from the bottom of my heart, Agemar Hatimatova. Shanatova umetuka. It should be a year of blessing, of of good health and joy and tranquility, of abundance in your material life and in your spiritual life. And that every day we should grow a little bit more, every day a little bit closer. You know, it, you don't have to change from one day to the next. Nobody's asking that from you. Hashem is not asking things that are impossible for you. He's asking you what you can do. And so every day, wake up thinking, you know, today I can do A, so I'll do A. And tomorrow I'll do B. And, and you do what you can, the best way you can do it. But never get stuck. Always move, move forward. And at the end of the day, you'll be able to enter the city of God. So remember, live a little higher. Thank you.